It's Sunday, three weeks before Christmas. And with us today is Dr. Peter Michalos, our in-house advisor on medicine, on science, and now also a historian. Dr. Peter Michalos, what do we have today? Well, today we're going to talk about something called the microbiome. And people ask, what is the microbiome? Basically, in our intestinal tract, we have a collection of over 30 trillion viruses and bacteria that have grown with us and grown up with us and coexist with us. And these are involved in the digestion of foods. They're involved in the breakdown of foods, the transit of uh, basically how we function and uh, our bowel movements and uh, our immunity also. We now know that probably about 80% of our immunity is handled in the microbiome of our intestine. The interesting thing is you think about your intestines as being inside you, but it's actually inside out. It's actually the outside world and our nutrients communicate with the inside world. That's how we get our amino acids, our sugars, our fats are broken down and absorbed. We now know that depression, anxiety can also be affected by the microbiome. Part of uh, our happy hormone that makes our, increases our happiness levels is called serotonin, and a large portion of that is produced within our gut microbiome. They took uh, people who had uh, anxiety and depression, and they transplanted, they basically take uh, feces in capsules from people who have healthy microbiomes and they transfer it to people with unhealthy and they found that they got healthier. They found that people who had, for example, a condition called C. diff, which is a bacteria that can kill you, that overgrows in our intestine, uh, when they gave healthy fecal material in capsules to those people, that's part of the standard of care and treatment, which is pretty fascinating. So mental health and depression are associated with the condition of our intestinal uh, tract. The other things that are in the Journal of Cell, there was an article and uh, a group in... Let me ask you, doctor, uh, when, you know, uh, under our discussions over dinner, uh, you, I'm, I'm taking now a probiotic for our stomachs to, to, to add in additional... Uh... Well, what it does is not only it adds in, they're called probiotics and prebiotics. You want to feed and cultivate the healthy bacteria. There's a balance between the good and the bad bacteria. And it's not just one or two bacteria. It's about 120 of them working synergistically to do different what's functions. Pre, what's prebiotic? Prebiotic is, for example, eating good food that has fiber yes. in it, that they, you're feeding it the right foods. That's what the Mediterranean diet is associated with less depression and less anxiety. And watch out for the alcohol until they have a... Uh, a biotic that will solve the alcohol problem. Well, that's another problem because we now know that there's something called leaky gut. There's a very thin line between our bloodstream and our gut, and that thin line is affected by alcohol, and the absorption of bad bacteria sometimes can get through because it breaks down that, that barrier that we have. It's a very thin one-cell layer barrier and when that gets disrupted that's why certain foods there are some people who even theorize that things like tomatoes we think that tomatoes were uh, in europe forever they were introduced uh by columbus in 1492 and then you get something called leaky gut and that's why animals avoid the skin of tomatoes when they're given an option 
And we now know that certain foods affect that thin lining, whether it's alcohol, whether it's uh, things like the skin of eggplant. So we're learning much more about the gut microbiome and uh, even certain cancers. Now they fi- they're finding out, for example, that people with pancreatic cancer have a higher level in their mouth and their intestine of certain bacteria. And there are associations. So we're learning more and we're going to learn how to treat people with probiotics, prebiotics, and, and, our, and our microbiome is affected also by the soil. When we have good soil with healthy microbiome, it affects us as well. Now, um, if my stomach feels lousy by, by midnight, does that mean I had too much uh, uh, chicken parmesan uh, with uh, that tomato sauce? It might mean that you may have uh, fed some of the bad bacteria. And yes, if you have certain things that disrupt the wall, think of it as inflammation. When bad bacteria are able to pass the intestine and get into your bloodstream, that generates inflammation. Inflammation is associated with feeling bad. It's associated with depression, anxiety, and in general, certain inflammatory markers go up, like the sedimentation rate, there's a blood test, the C-reactive protein, and all these things are affected by the gut. And they now know that 20% of people, for example, with irritable bowel syndrome, suffer from depression and anxiety. So we know when our stomach feels bad, our happiness levels drop and we don't feel as good. Now, what should I take at midnight? I mean, if I don't want to take that stuff, uh, I don't want to mention brand names, fizz, fizz, pluck, pluck, whatever it is. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. That was the song. But What, what should I take instead? Well, we're not here to give medical advice. Consult with your physician, but there are various things that you can take to help uh, reduce. Well, all right. What would, in your opinion, what would you have? What I take, Pete, personally, is I take a little Pepto Bismol, which is uh, works very well to quiet an upset stomach, and it's also great for a traveler's diarrhea because it has something called bismuth, which actually kills some of the bad bacteria. So we want to help feed the good bacteria and drinking a lot of water is another great way to flush things out just move things along so water is one of the best things uh, and healthiest things to keep us moving but i'll get up four times in the middle of the night with all that water what else dr mihelos well the other interesting uh topic that uh we talked about was the electric car issues and the unrealistic uh, situation for example manufacturing uh EV uh, batteries in Europe is basically not possible because they don't really have the energy or the uh, electricity to do it. And same thing here in the United States. We don't have the infrastructure to charge 100 cars on, the, for example, uh, the Long Island Expressway or Route 66. What would we have if we have a hurricane? We'd never make it out. Another interesting thing nobody talks about is when it's freezing weather, as winter is coming in the Northeast, the electric car's range drops 20 to 30% when it's below 15 degrees because electric car batteries don't work as well or efficiently. And we're also becoming dependent on rare earth minerals that we don't have here in the United States, and we have to address our supply chains, whether it's rare earth mineral for batteries, whether it's the materials for our antibiotics, our antidepressants, uh, and uh, our whole healthcare system is uh, very important and dependent on having the raw materials. And right now we need to have an Operation Warp Speed as a country to start making all our medicines here in the United States. Understood. 
anything else? We got a, about 30 seconds left. Anything else you want to say? Well, we want to tell people to start preparing and getting healthy uh, for the new year and start making your resol- New Year's resolutions to listen to WABC to find out how to get healthier and stronger and happier uh, with all the health tips that uh, we provide to our uh, our, uh, our people and also to be careful and uh, stay hydrated and if you're not feeling well try to avoid your loved ones and other people so we don't transmit as many uh, colds and viruses this winter wash your hands a lot of times a day thank you dr peter mihalos and we'll catch up with you uh, again uh, and what do you want for christmas we only got uh, tw- 21 days to christmas health wealth and the time to enjoy it god bless you and god bless america